BYU Sports Nation, Taysom Hill's transformation over the last 365 days, an in-depth look at his offseason, emphasis on passing. Former NFL and BYU linebacker Brian Keel tells us why the 2014 linebackers are ready to rock. Plus, two more preseason award watch lists, including the butt kiss. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation on your radio, television, and other media machines. Presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. We're basically halfway through July. July 14th. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with a guy who loves Mondays more than anybody I know. Jerem Jordan. Not true. Like many of the things that you introduced at the beginning of this program. <laughs> hey, wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. We just saw something uh, on uh, Twitter that is absolutely fantastic. It deals with Rudy and the college football playoff. We tweeted a link out at BYU Sports Nation. You have to see this. We watched it twice and we had no time, but we had to see it twice. <laughs> it's 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 set back in you know Rudy Sean Astin's in the locker room explaining you know hey we need to decide the <laughs> old school Notre Dame uniforms college, all the guys around yeah, him college football with the playoff blah blah and he will have a thirteen man he basically explains what's going to happen this year and then he says and it's going to start in forty years <laughs> <laughs> and everybody walks out super yeah. disappointed he's check like, it out it's really hey, funny. you're not going to put me on your shoulders really funny there may be an amen in there from a, a Catholic priest as well. It's it's very funny. When someone says there may or may not be this, it always means uh, no, it not is. necessarily, not necessarily. Join our conversation twenty four seven using. That, I'm saying that you need to go and watch oh, it to see, it's, right? It's in there, you weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a weirdo. Okay, I'm saying well, you just say if it is or isn't. Why? Who, then that takes away the tease who, element. Who, who's no? It, you revealed it already. It's like. We may or may not have uh, Jim McMahon on the show later today. We're not having Jim McMahon. Do we have Jim McMahon on the show? No, we're not. So why would we say that? (laughs) I don't know. Anyway. Oh, we tweeted out the link again on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUSN with today's Twitter question. This may or may not be our Twitter question. What are your realistic expectations for Taysom Hill's passing numbers this year? Use the hashtag BYU. Emphasis on realistic, realistic. expectations. Uh, 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns. No. Initial tweet. At Crazy Coog Fanatic, I expect the potato cannon to be a fully functioning weapon of destruction against defenses. Throws for 4,000 yards. Again, we re- repeat, realistic. <laughs> 4,000 is a lot of yards. That would be an extremely special season for... Not just a special season, an extremely special season. I don't see 4,000 happening, and that's fine. If Taysom Hill throws for 4,000 yards, do they lose a game? Stop right there. Do they lose a game? Stop right there. I'm just, that's a question. That's a fair question. If BYU wins all their games, will they lose a game? (laughs) I'm a a little extra snark. You are Captain Snark today. He's not throwing for 4,000 yards. Yeah, I was lying. Jeremy hates Mondays. (laughs) How many guys have thrown for 4,000 in a. In the season, oh. Sarkeesian, Detmer, Bosco, Detmer, McMahon, Detmer. So Max Hall came close. Uh, Steve Young never did it. Uh, John Beck never did it. Taysom Hill's not going to do that. Okay, that's fine. Okay. And that's fine. All right. Well, I mean, if that, that's a question. What, if he what throws for 4,000, what, what kind of a season does BYU have? No, that's not the question. It's what are your realistic expectations? <laughs> 
for Taysom Hill's passing numbers. Use the hashtag BYUSN. That's what Crazy Cook Fanatic is. I think that's why she's a Crazy Cook Fanatic, because she thinks Taysom Hill will throw for 4,000 yards. BYU Sports Nation simulcast and beautiful radio vision on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Rise and shout, my friends. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic 1. The Taysom Hill Passing Project. Pressure picked up on first down. What a strong throw to Mitch Matthews. Taysom Hill showing off that arm. Much more than just a runner. Against Houston, that highlight. And we all know the potential is there after that game. Went 400-plus. 365 days ago, however, we knew the following about Taysom Hill before the 2013 season. There was this weird... Rumors speculate like Rumor uh, has it. going around that he had been injured. He re-injured playing his knee and playing softball. That was false. He had two starts in 2012, one against Hawaii, one against Utah State. He won them both. Nearly led a comeback when he came in in relief against Boise State. They lost that game 7-6. to six. And so we learned that the dude can run. And he, was, he was winning with his legs. Athletic, fast, mediocre passer. Okay? I, I'm not even sure we knew that at that point. We'd just seen two starts. But there was a lot. There were a lot of questions about Taysom, and then the 2013 season happened, and now we feel like we know what he's uh, capable of doing. Now entering 2014, all of a sudden he has loads of Heisman hype. What? The Sporting News lists him as the 15th best college football player in all of America. Heisman pundit has Taysom as one of 25 players to watch on that Heisman Trophy watch list. He's on the Maxwell Award watch list, announced last week for the nation's best college football player. Expectations much higher. The progression from his sophomore to junior year, is that's where you make the big leap, right? That's where all of the great quarterbacks traditionally have made the leap. Well, not sophomore to junior. Year one, year two starter. Yeah, yeah, second year as a starter. Because ideally, you don't have to start a sophomore. You can start an upperclassman that's been there two or three seasons. In Taysom's case, it was his second season. It's year two of starting. Yeah, and he he played uh, you know behind Riley Nelson, got opportunities in 2012, blah, blah, blah. 2013, he's the guy. Now 2014, it's like, okay, make the jump. The biggest jump being go from eight wins to 10-plus wins. And by uh, in that process, hopefully Taysom can uh, keep uh, progressing like he did last year, which is... I don't know if 1,000 yards is, is what you want out of him or not, but be an effective rusher when you need to be. But be a great passer. Not great. Be a good passer. Uh, I think it's in him to be great, but he doesn't have to be. He's a great runner. So use that and then be a good passer. I've had a number of people ask me in random locations. I uh, met a guy at a gas station. I was like, so uh, what do you think about BYU? Taysom Hill, what, what's he going to do? And then I, ha- I was eating dinner. You should just surprise that guy and be like, man, 0-12. <laughs> I just don't see it, man. <laughs> I had, eating dinner at a relative's house, and uh, uh, my wife's aunt asked me, like, okay, I hear that BYU is going to be great every year. So what, what's really going to happen? What's really <laughs> going to happen? This is that time of year. Okay. And so that got me thinking, well, what do we know? What do we really know? And then on Taysom Hill, what has he done specifically to get better? Yes. What do we know that he has done? Like, what, what have we read about and studied about and heard what from Taysom about? What do we talk to him about on yeah. this set? Okay. Well, we know he just attended the Manning Passing Academy. That just wrapped up. And he finished top eight in a passing competition there. One that Jerem absolutely loves. (laughs) Now, can I describe this passing competition? Please do. Please do. Okay. The field of more than 40 college quarterbacks was narrowed when each was required to hit moving golf carts (laughs) at distances of 10 and 20 yards across the field, plus a sideline card that 
that went long. The golf cart drivers, protected by Papa John's pizza signs, why, why does that detail matter? On either side of their carts were nevertheless pummeled by a few pass attempts that managed to reach inside the carts. Sean Mannion, Oregon State, won that competition. Sean Mannion is an NFL quarterback. Not, uh, yeah, not yet, actually. He's but going he will to be. be. Yeah, yeah, yes, I agree. He's going to be. Taysom Hill uh, was one of the final eight in that competition, that informal kind of competition. But ahead of guys like Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota, who have nothing to prove in that sense. They okay, don't need so to hit golf carts. what is your initial reaction to this? Like, okay, that's nice, but I, does it tell you anything? It not tells really. me that Taysom Hill, with important people watching, perhaps some nerves, made some good throws. Yeah, and that, yeah there you go. Okay. Okay, so that, for me, like, hey, the what, Mannings are watching it, me throw. Was anyone defending the golf cart, Spencer? The nerves are there. Was are there they a not? safety coming up the best, behind the golf cart? The best college football player last year, Jameis Winston, is in attendance. He's watching you throw. Okay, The Mannings are watching you throw. There has to be some nerves involved when you want to perform well. And so that tells me that Taysom Hill is up to the challenge. Okay, he can, I he didn't can, learn anything from he that. He can take a stressful situation and still make a good throw. Like, I, would you not be nervous throwing in front of Eli and Peyton Manning? Yes, but he hit golf carts. Those are bigger targets. Yeah, there better, were no than 30, better than 32 other quarterbacks, listen, too. Listen, that's nice. That's what that is. Okay, cool. That's the end of it. It's golf carts in but the middle of I, the summer. The point is, we know that would suggest that he is at least showing progression in being accurate. I learned Correct. nothing from that. You learn nothing from that? 0.0. Okay. All right. Uh, he's worked with legendary pitching coach Tom House, which I'm guessing is helping his ability to throw the ball. I haven't seen Million Dollar Arm, but apparently this guy is featured in that. He's USC the one that pitching teaches coach. Yes. The, uh, the Indians how to throw a baseball. Throwing motion, proper yeah, motion. Mechanics. So Taysom that has worked with Tom House. Yes, and everybody's super high on this guy because he gets results. To me, that's way more than Taysom hitting golf carts. The fact that he's worked with Tom House means way more than to me. Could Taysom working with Tom make him perform better at something like the I Manning Passing Academy? I don't care if he Academy? hits golf carts, At the dude, Manning that's Passing That's the Academy. point, man. We're talking about golf carts. Yes, we are! Undefended, wider-targeted golf carts. There were undefended receivers on the BYU field last year, were there not, that he did not hit. He should have hit him. Exactly. And now he is. Like, he will. He'll be better. He He'll will be, be better. He will be better. He'll How be much better. better is the question? Well, that, that is the question. And Taysom talked about that, that he's confident that he's going to be much better this upcoming season. Listen to this. It's a hard thing when you're a runner because oftentimes, you know, that's it's not ordinary for a quarterback to run as much as I do. And so it's easier to critique the passing game because you run so much. And I think that uh, I'm capable of uh, being an extremely good passer. An extremely good passer. Yeah, I think he's capable, absolutely. What quantifies an extremely good passer? Extremely good? I don't know. It's 65% plus, right? Yeah, it's, it's not passing touchdowns 19 and interception 14. You need more, uh, you need more disparity there. You need to be plus 8, plus 10, plus, I don't know, okay. 15. At 233 pounds, Taysom Hill he is huge. now approaches the 2014 season, survived an injury last year, which was amazing considering how much he ran, and the spring game. Maybe this will qualify as extremely good passing, these numbers. Granted, it's the spring game, and I know you're going to be like, it's the spring game, Spencer. 19 for 27, 307 yards, three touchdowns. That's, a, you're, that's, that's nice. Like, you're supposed to do that in the spring game, right? Okay, you 70, don't have an actual rush. 70%. 70. Excellent. Great. Now contrast that to the 53.9 completion percentage he had his sophomore season. Yeah. 
Okay, but there was progression in 2013 after yeah, yeah, a horrible was. start. Absolutely, which brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Give it to me. Huller, 60. Taysom Hill completed 60% of his passes in the final 10 games of 2013. 35% the first three. Got a tweet from at TJ uh, Holdy. Hopefully I'm saying that correct. Could Taysom hit those golf carts before the beginning of last season? I'm not, that's not where I'm measuring his success. It's, okay, I've seen you in 2013. I've seen what you did in the season. Now, I think that Taysom could hit those golf carts before. We're talking about golf carts. Let's just calm down. What are your realistic expectations for Taysom Hill's passing numbers this year? Let's hit up the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At ZBYU Man Wearing, at least 3,400 yards and a 57% completion rate. I want it to be higher than 57. Yeah. Because if you're 57, you're going to have a tough time getting to 3,400 yards. Listen, it's got to be above 60. It was 50. 60 is the least, uh, the, the fewest or smallest percentage for him. It was 53, and he had 29-something last year at 53. So with yeah, 29, more 30, percent, is yeah. that going to generate 400 well, more yards? that total yards number is higher because he has more, more plays uh, in the offense. So look at the completion percentage. And, and to me, look more at third down numbers. Look at uh, red zone efficiency. Like if you don't have a high total number or your completion percentage is low... I would rather have you more efficient at the end of a drive, which is not going to be the case. You're you're going to be less efficient on in theory on third downs and red zone than you are the, as a whole. Two more completions per game for Taysom Hill last year. So that's at two, and he's at sixty percent. Mm. There's not a huge difference in what is being asked or needed for Taysom Hill. All I know, <laughs> I'm telling you, all, all I know is that with all this Taysom talk, it has me super amped. For what happens in late August. Countdown to Connecticut. 46 days. 46, 46. man. We celebrated 50 last week. Also trending in BYU Sports Nation. Lombardi Trophy watch list is out. Three Cougars, part of that rundown of 123 players. 123? <laughs> Holy mackerel. Remington Peck, Bronson Kafusi, and Alani Fua. And Butkus, Alani Fua. Yes. Best linebacker. Former BYU golfer Daniel Summerhays tied for 13th at the John Deere Classic over the weekend, by the way. Attaboy, Daniel. Former BYU star and NFL linebacker Brian Keel joins us next. His thoughts on the Cougars making the preseason watch lists. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan, live from Studio B at BYU Broadcasting. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. And don't forget, uh, iOS products, iPhone, iPad, you can download the BYU Radio app and stream the show live as well. What are your realistic expectations for Taysom Hill's passing numbers this year? Hot topic. <laughs> We're getting a lot of great responses. Keep them coming using the hashtag BYUS. And at Doug McClellan says, I don't care about volume. I want efficiency. Yeah. Greater than 65% is what matters to me. If you had to pick one or the other, you want efficiency. With the plays you run, be efficient with those plays. Why was now, Steve Young so amazing? He was incredibly yeah, he, he was efficient. efficient. I mean, be, in the end, Jamal Williams is going to have more carries than probably anyone else in BYU history, and so he should have the most yards, right? Yes. Yeah. You would think, right? He has to earn those yards, of course, but more volume equals more opportunity. 
I want both, though. I want efficiency and volume. I want it all. Yes, I do. I want the red zone play to be great, BYU to be great on third down, all of that. Joining us now, former BYU linebacker, NFL guy, Brian Keel, back on BYU Sports Nation. Brian, this is the the two-week period where all of the preseason award watch lists come out. You were (laughs) on more than a few of those. And today we find out about the Lombardi Trophy watch list, Remington Peck, Bronson Kafusi, Alani Fua, all on that list. Do you buy into these these preseason award watch lists? And, and if so, what what do you read into those? You know, uh, the preseason is it's just one of those things. That I, I personally, I, I think it's more about, well, we don't have much to talk about, so let's create something to talk <laughs> about than anything else. Because um, a lot of times um, there's some guys on the list that are just jokers. But, um, <laughs> I mean, at the, at the end of the day, Really, it's just the postseason that is, is all that matters. You know who who, who plays well and, and has a chance to win those things at the end. But as far as as far as our guys getting getting on the list, I mean, it's definitely a great privilege and uh, an accomplishment. And uh, you definitely rather be on the list than not on the list. I'll say that much. Did that mean something to you? Was it validating in a way when you were on a say the Butkus watch list for a best linebacker? Yeah, you know, it's it's always nice to be noticed. It's always it's always nice uh, to be recognized. And, um, you know, if anything, you take that and then you say, okay, well, let me go win that now. And um, as far as BYU, um, trying to think, was was Staley the last guy that, that has won uh, yes. an individual award like that? Yes, 13 seasons ago, Doak Walker, yeah. best running back. Yeah, so it's been a while. Um, in, in the locker room, there's actually, there's there's like these uh, kind of trophy case set up, um, and there's, there's all these jersey there's a jersey and a helmet a jersey and a helmet and it, it goes through the years and it you know, has like um jim mcmahon and steve young and ty detmer you know and all the in, or, um, guys that have won those individual awards and uh and then yeah i think lucas the next one and then and then there's an empty there's an empty case and it's like okay who's who's gonna be next so maybe this year I love it. that'd be nice Brian Kill, join- yeah, Brian Kill joining us on BYU Sports Nation. Okay, let's let's move away from the preseason award watch list and talk about what we do know, and specifically the linebacking core at BYU with guys like Bronson Kafusi and Alani Fua. They're your outside backers. Brian, have you ever heard of a football team that has six eight and six five on the edge? Not no, in the not in no. the NFL. I mean, even in the NFL. I mean. I don't know of any six eight linebacker in the league, so yeah, they they are one of a kind. That's for sure. Is that is that something that you think Bronson Kafusi could overcome, which has become the first six eight linebacker <laughs> in the NFL? I think he could. I think if he if he stays at that weight, um, I definitely think he could. Um, I, I I personally see him. And I mean, it's all what what team takes him, but. I personally think that his best position in the NFL, that is, is a 4-3 defensive end. Hmm. I personally think. Um, and, and, you know, a lot of people get confused by that. They, you know, they think, well, he just moved from defensive end. But a 3-4 defensive end that, that BYU employs is, is extremely different. And um, the, the, the role is completely different. But um, he's definitely a pass rusher. He definitely has great great athleticism and ability and and so if you add that length into it, I mean, he could be, he could be special. And, and guys in the league, you know, another basketball player who's, who's obviously one of the best in the league, but um, Julius Peppers. Yeah. And, and I think Bronson has uh, an inch or two on him. I think Julius Peppers is either 6'6 or 6'7. 
But um, but yeah. So I, I actually that, that, that makes me think because Julius Peppers just moved to Green Bay this year to play outside linebacker. So he's hmm. probably the closest in, in height and outside linebacker in the NFL. But he's still not as tall as Bronson. Brian, explain the difference uh, in the four three and three four defensive end because one is basically Ziggy. And then one could be what Bronson could do, which is play linebacker, but still line up and rush the quarterback and blitz. Yeah, so it's extremely different. Um, a 3-4 defensive end is really just a defensive tackle. Um, they, they call them a defensive end. That's just the name of it. But it, it's really just a defensive tackle. And they, they line up on the guard, anywhere from the, the outside shade of the guard or head up on the guard to inside shade of the, the offensive tackle. And and that's you know their 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 roles and their responsibilities are similar to a defensive tackle in a in a in a four three. Um, now pass rushers, I mean that's obviously the, the the premium position on the defense. It's all about disrupting the quarterback. And so pass rushers are either three four outside linebackers or four three defensive ends. And their roles are very similar. I mean their biggest their biggest responsibility is to get after the quarterback. The difference is. Three, four outside linebackers are also asked to drop into coverage from time to time, which is something that four, three defensive ends really don't do. So that's that's probably the main difference. But their their biggest responsibility is just getting after the quarterback, pass rush. Former BYU linebacker Brian Kale joining us on BYU Sports Nation. We're talking about the BYU linebacking core approaching the 2014 season. And, and Brian, I, I want to know this. We we've asked uh, a bunch of our guests recently. What is the one position group that defines BYU right now? I'm guessing that you're going to go with the linebackers, but if you had to pick a position group, what defines BYU and its football greatness? Uh, you know what? I actually wouldn't even go with the linebackers. I think they're spectacular. I think they're going to be awesome. Um, but I would say running back. Really? Um, I think I think we're deep at running back. I think uh, I think we got a couple guys that by themselves could be starters. If it weren't for the other guy, I think there's three that could be that that are that are starting quality Division One running backs. Um, if they were, you know, if they weren't all in the same backfield, and then as far as Jamal goes, who is a starter, he I've said it before, he's my favorite player on the team, hmm. and it's not even close. Why is that? Um, I just love the way he plays football. Um, he's he's he hasn't even hit puberty yet. He's just a little kid. <laughs> And Have you um, told he him that? plays. Oh, I tell him that all the time, and I'm jealous of him because he's he's like two percent body fat, and he just eats garbage, and he just <laughs> is just lean and strong, and I'm jealous of that because I just turned thirty, so middle age is is staring at me in the face. But um, but Jamal, the thing that I like about him is he weighs like what does he weigh? Two hundred five, two hundred eight, something like that. Yeah. But he doesn't know it. He thinks he weighs two thirty five. And he and he plays he plays like he weighs two thirty five and and I just love it I just love the way he attacks people I love the way he doesn't run out of bounds I love the way he he finishes runs he is he is not down till three seconds after the whistle's blown and the play is well beyond over I just I just love the way he just he's just in my opinion he is a true football player he obviously loves the game and he just goes about it and and then on top of that he's he's a great athlete and. I think I think he's going to play at the next level. How much interaction do you have with the current BYU team and the players and coaches? Not a ton, but um, but I do have some. I try to I try to go down there and, and run with those guys um, as much as I can, actually. And um, and you know I'm here there here and there and and so some around, but not not that much, not as much as I'd like to. I mean I love I love being around those guys and I 
any any time I have a chance to be around them, I, I take advantage of it. Brian, the last time we talked to you, uh, you and your wife were expecting like that day. Uh, we can hear, I assume, your oldest child, uh, first child, in the background. Uh, what? G- give us the uh, status update there with the Keel family. No, yeah, my it's my my little boy. He's sitting on my lap right now. Through he's just um, two months old. <clears throat> he, um, he he had his two month checkup a couple days ago. What and, percentage uh, he is was... he? Height and weight. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> He he's ninety fifth percentile in height. Nice, and he's literally off the charts in weight. He weighs <laughs> he weighs sixteen pounds one ounce, oh and he just they don't, even, they don't even have that on the chart. So wow, that's awesome. He's he's a monster. He might be a sumo wrestler. I don't know. Okay, all right. Linebacker, no linebacker. What's what's the deal with him? <clears throat> no, if he plays football, I'm going to have him play quarterback because that's where the, those guys make money. We, we 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 make money, but those guys make real money. So he's going to play quarterback. There you go. <laughs> Very good. Well, congratulations on that. That uh, that's fantastic. Brian Kill joining us, BYU linebacker in two thousand two and from 05 to oh seven. Brian, you played on some great teams. Teams that won eleven games, that won bowl games, that finished the season ranked in the top twenty, if not the top fifteen. I'm talking about oh six specifically. What is it going to take for BYU this year as an independent? to finish top 15 like you guys did without being able to win a conference championship and whatnot? Just, it's it just win games. If they win 10 games, they'll be up there, no question. Um, there's nobody – there are no 10-win teams below the, you know, the top 15 pretty much. So just go out there and win games. And they have a tough schedule, so it's not going to be easy. Um, you know, it's funny. I was, I was arguing with some youth fans over the weekend just about college football and about structure. Um, <laughs> And, you know, we, we both agreed that they've made progress in going to this four-team playoff. Um, and I said it's not enough. And they were arguing, you know, well, how, how can you do it? How can you implement a playoff? I was like, they already have it. They have it at every other level of college football. And it works. It works fine. It's worked for years. Um, but anyway, you talk about those teams that I played on, and especially in 06. We were good, we were good in 07, too. Our offense wasn't quite as good. I think our defense was a little better in 07. But um, our offense in 06 was, was back. I mean, we were just a well-oiled machine. And we, we peaked. We, our, our, last, our best game was our last game. We, we beat yeah. the brakes off of Oregon in the, in the Vegas Bowl. Yeah. They didn't, I mean, we, they, were, they were a Hail Mary away in the second half from getting shut out by our defense. And we scored 38 points on them. I mean, we, we beat the brakes off of them. And I would have loved to see what we could have done in a playoff. Because we, we were just gelling at the right time. And I, I personally just think it's a shame that, that, that we weren't allowed that chance. Like every other sport, you know, basketball, baseball, every other sport has a playoff. I just think it's a shame. That wasn't your question, but I figured I'd get on my soapbox for a minute. If, <laughs> if you need to uh, feed your boy or give him a diaper change, you just let us know. Like, I get it. Like, if you have to go in the middle of this. Well, it sounds, it sounds like he's getting amped up about what you're saying. Yeah. So he, yeah, agree, he agrees. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He's you, he's you, already a Cougar fan, and he he's mad too. I told him about <laughs> it, and, and he didn't like it when I told him about it at that bedtime story. So. He's fired up. Uh, you mentioned that BYU has a tough schedule. BYU has a chance to not play a ranked team. They could play. I mean, Texas could be ranked. Central Florida, Boise State, but it seems like BYU has more of an opportunity this season, Brian, than last to get to ten games. Take me into the mind of a player where you look at that schedule before the year. And then naturally, I would think that you go, you know what? I think we can win X amount of games. How much does that happen? 
Yeah, well, it just goes back to that whole preseason thing that I joked about at the beginning. Um, you know, where teams are ranked at the beginning of the year, I mean, it really doesn't mean anything. Um, because, I mean, look at us in 06. I mean, we weren't ranked to start the season, and, and we finished, I think, 15. And then in 07, I think we finished 14, if, I, if my memory serves me correct. But, um, but anyway, I mean, we were a better team than the preseason ranking said. And, and so that, obviously, that's, that you could go one way, and then there's always teams that go the other way that, that start ranked and then end up not being very good. Um, so in terms of the preseason rankings, I mean, you, you really can't put that much that much weight into them. Um, but, you know, when I look at the schedule, I just look at, at, at history. I look at athletes. I look. I say, okay, well, these teams historically are good, and they historically have athletes, so it's going to be a, a tough challenge. Um, and I don't, I don't know the mindset of those kids, but me personally, um, I look at every game, and I say I can win that game. And, and you know what? If, if, you don't, if you don't have that mindset, you don't belong on the field. Um, you, you can't go into a game saying, oh, I hope we can win. I hope if the stars align and the chips fall in our direction and the ball bounces, you know, we can we can win. No, you can't have that mindset. You gotta go into every game saying we can win this game if we execute, if we want it more, et cetera, et cetera. And I, I hope that's the mindset that they have. Brian Keel with us on BYU Sports Nation, uh standout BYU linebacker, played six seasons in the NFL. Speaking of mindset, Brian, what is your mindset right now as uh as your career develops and, and progresses? What are you up to right now? <laughs> Right, I told I told my wife the other day. I said, "Man, my my career is on life support." <laughs> um, NFL is a funny business. They uh, they I, I tell people that you basically, if you get drafted, you basically have one year um, that you're you're fine, and then then after that, they're looking for your replacement, unless you're a first round pick. But other than first round picks, you you pay you get one year, and then then they're looking for your replacement. And so <clears throat> they're always looking for younger. And um, so it's tough, you know. I, 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 my body feels great. My knees, my knee is, is sore. It's getting there. The rest of my body feels like a million bucks. I think I could play for four or five more years, but I just need a chance. So we'll see. I don't get to decide that. I, I do get to decide how prepared I am for when I get that chance. So whenever a team calls me up for a workout, I'm going to be ready. They're going to be impressed. Well, good luck with that. And uh, as you, as you, uh, you know, have your second kid here, as you tell stories to your kids, how much better do you get in these stories um, <laughs> as you tell them about your playing career? Oh, I'm just, I'm legendary in their eyes. <laughs> Superman, Superman did nothing greater than, than their old man. There you go. <laughs> That's fantastic. Hey, Brian, it's great to talk to you again. Uh, thanks for the insight into the BYU linebackers, and uh, let's talk again soon. Yeah, thanks, guys. Anytime. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, we continue with resetting today's trending topics, including what is the realistic expectation for Taysom Hill and his passing numbers in 2014? What do you think? Use the hashtag BYUSN. This is BYU Sports Nation. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Broadcast in beautiful radio vision. Listen, we're on BYU Radio, and you can watch us on BYU TV. That's how it works. And the show's... I got the giggles right now. <laughs> <laughs> the show's on demand. Uh, BYUTV.org slash DVR, uh, and then BYUSportsNation.com. We had a fly in here. Yeah, we've had some weird things happen <laughs> and, uh, in the last 10 minutes. It was in the middle of that Brian Keel interview for almost... <laughs> well, almost the whole interview. So we're trying not to let this affect us, but... 
Oh my goodness! But it's right in your face, and it's yeah, like... it's buzzing around on the mic and all that. Like it's on my arm, and then Spencer looks at me like, "Oh, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna slap you so hard, and I'm gonna get." It. I'm like, "No, no, 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 no!" All this while we're trying to conduct the interview with Brian. So, oh, awkward. That plays well on radio, doesn't it? Yeah. I kept thinking, are they gonna cut away to it? Like I was waiting for someone to zoom in on it, like buzzing around my face or whatever. It's so hard to not think about it. I really enjoy like slapping people when they have a fly in them because it's like, oh. I didn't just hit you. There was a fly in you. I had to hit you. I had a reason to hit you. (laughs) I'm sorry that it was in your cheek and that the fly was on your arm. Whatever. Uh, Resetting today's trending topics. Is the fly gone, by the way? It's in in the room, right? It's still in the room. We have our production assistants are looking for it. You you caught it? I killed it. Okay, it's been confirmed. Hannah, the floor director, killed it. Yeah, nice Hannah. job, Hannah. Uh, an early Woo! rise, and, rise shout and shout to Hannah for taking out <laughs> the fly, the UX Sports Nation fly. With your bare hands? No. No? Okay. I, I found you should tell she people that you did it with your bare okay. hand awesome. because it makes the story better. Thank you. Legendary stories. Yeah. Yes. There, there was a look back into the dark bleakness, and you, you found it in the dark, Hannah. Nice job. That's impressive. Nice job. Uh, resetting today's trending topics. Lombardi Trophy watch list out for all to see and decipher. Three Cougars part of the list of 123 Division I college football athletes. Oh, there's a Remington line. Peck, Bronson Kafusi, and Alani Fua. Alani Fua also on the Buckkiss Award preseason watch list. Now that's more meaningful, right? It doesn't have 123 yeah, best people. linebacker. I mean, come yeah. on. Yeah. Okay, so we like that. Alani Fua is, is deserving. Bronson is an – I mean, they're making – I guess on the Lombardi Trophy watch list, it's more just defensive, right? Yeah. 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 But will Bronson be anywhere near the Buckkiss Award watch list next year? Hopefully. Yeah. As a senior. Absolutely. We're hoping so. Uh, former BYU golfer Daniel Summer, he's tied for 13th at the John Deere Classic nice. over the weekend. He was 14 under for the tournament. And you asked, if you're 14 under par for the tournament, how do you not win? Right. 13th is great, though. I mean, Daniel Summerhays has turned into a machine on the PGA Tour. Nicely done. Been on the tour since 2011. Uh Nice guy, easy to watch a nice guy succeed. Uh, so back before we had True Blue, uh, a weekly BYU sports show on BYU TV, we would interview, when I first started here as a student in 06, we would interview different BYU athletes during halftime of live games, like women's soccer. So I had Daniel Summerhays on as a BYU student. He had just uh, won a tournament, scored higher than like Tiger Woods did. So I had him on, and as I was ending and tossing back to the play-by-play, I said, yeah, and he had a lower score than Jack... N- uh, Nicholson, <laughs> but I meant Jack Nicholas, <laughs> right in front of Daniel. Yeah, that was great. Hey, shooter, I, are you feeling lucky? I felt kind of <laughs> dumb. <laughs> That's good stuff. Brandon Davies, don't call him Brandon Davis, played in his first summer league game for the Philadelphia 76ers against the Jazz. Listen to this stat line. Davies had four points, two rebounds, All right. and seven fouls. You can have ten in a summer league game. <laughs> He had more fouls than points and rebounds. <laughs> hey, whatever. He has a chance today to uh, play better. They Leave played today it all in the Vegas on the Summer floor. League. Yeah, yeah, they're in the Vegas Summer League. Uh, BYU men's soccer lost to Albuquerque 2-1 to one on Saturday. The Cougars play Ventura Saturday when it really matters in the Premier Development Playoffs. Yeah. Got nicely done by men's soccer. First time in eight years they've made the playoffs. Jeremy and I have been asking you this question today. What are your realistic expectations for Taysom Hill's passing numbers this year? Let's go to the Twitter machine. Tweet, tweet. At TJ Holdy, Taysom shall pass for around 4,500 nice. yards. <laughs> wow. 
which is in the neighborhood of 350 a game, which will be easy with 65% completion percentage. We thought 4,000 was Two, okay. a stretch. That's crazy. Two individuals have thrown for 4,500. Can, can you name them? Ty Detmer and Jim McMahon. Yes, that is it. <laughs> Listen, 65%. Is is great. If he goes 3,500, 65%, BYU's winning 11 what games. What are or your realistic expectations for, for me? Him? Yeah. I'll go, I'll go 3,400. 3, okay. I think he can prove, improve by 500 passing yards. And then I think uh, I want his touchdown over interception ratio to be, last year it was plus five. I'd like it to be plus 10. Give me a two to one touchdown to interception ratio. Like if he throws two to one is really good. Twenty four like touchdowns and twelve interceptions, dude. Woo! No, that is no. I think that's too much. Let, Ty Detmer was uh, forty one over twenty eight. That Ma- was, Detmer Max wasn't Hall, even two to one. Max and Hall he won had the a Heisman. three to one. Max Hall had a three to one. Max Hall's uh, junior year was awesome. Thirty five over fourteen for TDs and okay, so not quite three to one, but close enough. That's unbelievable. That's really good. I. Two to one is really good. If Taysom went, what if Taysom had twenty touchdown passes, only only one more? Uh, what? No, he needs more than nineteen touchdown passes. He needs like twenty. I, I'd I want, say at least twenty five. Plus six. That's it. Yeah, one more touchdown pass in every other game. What what is it with Taysom too? Here's the question that I brought up with you during the break. What do you want out of Taysom? Because he's not a your typical BYU passer. Do not compare him. In the same way, you, we have to Detmer, McMahon, Bosco, Sarkeesian, Hall, Young, Beck, all those guys. He is not those guys. He is re- Steve Young reincarnate, uh, but a better runner. So what do you want out of him? Do you want a total offense number? Do you want higher points per game? Like, what is realistic for Taysom? I, you maintain, does he maintain rushing? I hope he has less rushing yards per game so that he leans on the pass, leans on Jamal, leans on Algernon Brown and those guys. I want 3,500 passing yards, which is right around 275, 280 a game. Isn't that crazy? 3,000 divided by 13 games is 231 per game. Yeah, I That's want, it. I want 3,500 3, passing yards and 800 rushing yards. 4,300 yards of total offense, which is like, whoa, that's a lot. But he, did, he, he was 4,200 last year with 2,900 passing yeah. yards and 1,300 rushing yards. The question, or the thing last year was not total yards. BYU ran for more yards than they've they ever went run. Bonkers. But, but they only won eight games. You want efficiency in meaningful moments, third downs, and in the red zone. That means more to me than a lot of other numbers. Give me at least six, give me 62% and 25 touchdown passes and 3,500 passing yards, and I think BYU has an incredible season. 1,300 rushing yards, 1,344, third most ever for BYU. He doesn't need that. Let Jamal do that. Throw the ball, hand it off to your horse. Absolutely. Run when you need it. The social media trend takes BYU Sports Station next as we hashtag this. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Welcome back. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out. Just had a great interview with Brian Kill moments ago, holding his two-month-old son. That's, that's right, during the interview. Why we had the fly in here. Uh, if you missed that, it's going to be on YouTube shortly after the show. See what, uh, what position Brian Keel said defines BYU now more than any other. It surprised me. You know what also was out on YouTube? How we came up with Countdown to Connecticut. Oh, yeah, that commercial's out. We shot a commercial. That's, that's out there. You see the origins of the uh, <laughs> countdown to Connecticut. It started at 2.38. Was that really how it started? I don't know. Watch it. It may it or may, may not, or may not have, have been, been how oh it actually gosh. started. Oh, my gosh. 
<laughs> 46 days away, by the way, BYU 46. at Connecticut. I got my travel itinerary for Hartford. And, awesome. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, I was like, wow, it, we're close. Like when I got that, I was like, man, this is, this is really happening. Get hashtag real talk. Yeah. I love it. What are your realistic expectations for Taysom Hill's passing numbers this year? That is our Twitter question. At Bridger Hill, 305-yard average, 67% completion percentage. Taysom Hill is going to have an even more dominant performance this year against Texas, however, through the air. I feel like Texas is going to be like, we dare you to beat us through the air. Yes. You would have to think that, right? That's the key to this entire season. Can BYU use what appears to be a group of talented receivers uh, in with speed that BYU hasn't had in a long time with Jordan Leslie and Devon Blackman? How many rushing yards will Taysom Hill have against Texas in Austin? <laughs> Not 259. <laughs> if he has over 100, that's amazing, given what happened last year. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, if he goes over 100, Charlie Strong is going to lose his freaking mind. How about 75, and then you go 350 pass? I'll take that. He will lose his offense. mind if he goes for over 100. <laughs> like that. <laughs> if anyone. Jamal went for 182, for goodness sake. Oh, yep. Everyone forgets yep. that. Uh, you know what I want to do right now? Play hashtag this. Yes. BYU Sports Nation says hashtag this. If you're new to the program... Here's how it works. We throw out a one-liner that deals with BYU sports or just a current trending topic in the world of sports, pop culture, and we offer up our off-the-top-of-our-mind hashtag. Number one. Hashtag this. Getting excited about QBs hitting golf carts with passes. Hashtag Jerem, you need to get on board. Okay, at the Manning Passing Academy, Taysom Hill beat out 32 other quarterbacks. He was in the top eight of a competition in front of the Mannings. That tells me he has the nerves to compete at a high level. Would he have finished that high last year? No. Now tells me, it, like to a degree, he is getting better. He's calming down. I don't even know you anymore. Oh my goodness! Where are the blue goggles? Someone hand me the blue goggles. Oh my goodness! Hashtag ain't nobody got time for that. We're talking about golf carts, man. No one was defending the golf carts. There was no safety. Why didn't Jameis Winston to perform pick better it then? Off. I don't know. Who cares? Does that matter? He's like, dude, I have the Heisman on my finger. Yes, he and, has. He has uh, the Heisman. A national championship, yes. dude. Golf carts uh, don't need those. Do you want? What would you prefer? Taste him not finished in the top eight? I don't care. You don't care at that. all. I don't care. Like if he was last, you wouldn't care. If if he wasn't at the Manning Passing Academy at all, I like whatever. Go out on the field and perform. That's nice. It's cute, but it doesn't mean anything. Performing well, it's there. like a watch Cer- list. Dude. Has to help you perform better on the field, right? Like you would think, being there you will hope. help you get better, right? Wait, did he miss out on gelling with his teammates at home and sit like I don't know? You could argue both ways. <laughs> okay, number two. Hashtag this. BYU placing three players on the Lombardi Award watch list. Hashtag three <laughs> out of 123 equals it doesn't matter. Okay, It doesn't matter. It, it just doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I have to say about it. It's, that, yay, good, good, but it's 123 players. Hashtag repeat my last answer. <laughs> Number three. <laughs> Hashtag this. Brandon Davies getting more fouls. Than points and rebounds. Hashtag leave it all on the floor. Intensity. He he's playing with intensity, right? Okay, it's not great to foul seven times, but I, I, the one thing I'm gathering from this is it was there was effort, right? <laughs> there was effort. Yeah, I know you love that word, <laughs> effort. He is for effort. <laughs> Hashtag use them up. You have 10 fouls. Why, why, why not? Whatever. I don't know the situations. Maybe the refs were terrible. I don't know. He can get more than. 
what, four points and two boards? Or was it two points and four boards? How many of you? He can do more than that. So that seven, yeah, seven fouls is a lot, though. How many of you across BYU Sports Nation thought that Brandon Davies would be more involved in having an NBA contract this approaching season than Jimmer Fredette? I mean, that. Well, who, kn- who knows now? Hopefully, both get on it. Yeah, teams, I know. But. We want both, but Brandy, Brandon has a great shot to be on the 76 because he played with him last year. Like, yes. He played last year. Hashtag yes. Ugh. Number four. Yes. Hashtag this the new college football playoff trophy. Hashtag Dr. Pepper awesome. Can you drink <laughs> Dr. Pepper in it? <laughs> if you're Mormon, apparently not, right? <laughs> Hashtag who cares? It's a trophy. I what? don't care about the trophy. Like every, I well, here's how much I care. Oh, what does it look like? Oh, that's cool. The end. It's over. Why? Why? It's it's because it's July. It's because it's July. We're like, <laughs> watch last Manning Passing Academy. Oh my gosh, the trophy. Like these aren't actually big deals. They're just bigger deals because it's July. I'll give you it's that a, one. I, I'll give you that. Trust one. me, I love it. We're talking about it. It's fun. College football. Yes, but we're talking about scraps, man. Like breadcrumbs. There's no bread. There's no actual <laughs> loaf. There's no any. There's not anything with this. Let's get to the. Let's get to practice. That's not even as important as the games. But at least it's somebody actually playing football, not hitting golf carts, but throwing to actual receivers. I can't wait for the report. Hashtag I won. Taysom Hill was ninety four percent passing percentage in <laughs> his first passing academy. <laughs> oh, oh, in first, the first practice, first fall practice. He was sixteen of seventeen for four <laughs> touchdowns. Oh my gosh, she's going to throw for five thousand. <laughs> Number five. Hashtag this third place games in. Any competition. Uh, hashtag letdown for Brazil. Okay. I'm actually okay with a third place game in the World Cup because it only happens once every four years and you need like a bronze a bronze medal winner, right? You don't right? have to, no. You don't have but I, I want one. Yeah, I want a third place finisher. I just I looked at the fact that Brazil was in that game after losing seven to one and just thought, oh what that poor nation, that poor country. Ugh. Uh, hashtag repeat my answer for all five of these. It's like, I, yeah, except for Brandon Davies, I guess. But the rest of them, it's like, I don't really, if America, I'm not really interested. If America were playing in the game. Okay, yeah, there's some personal relevance. There's, a, there's okay. I, did I watch the whole third place game? Yeah, I did. Because there's nothing else going on. And it, I went to Brazil on my mission, and I'm interested in seeing how they did and that they got creamed. It still it matters to a lot of people. Yeah. The Netherlands are happy that they but won like, that game. You won third place. You're second loser. You get to watch more great soccer from the top four teams in the World Cup. Right. I hope there'd be more goals. It was just 3-0. Why play defense in that game? It's an all-star <laughs> game. Like what the heck? <laughs> Defense optional. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, a loaded Cougar whip around plus your rise and shout. This is BYUSN. BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Welcome back. I'm Spencer Linton. Jerem Jordan sits to my left. You know what time it is? Guy to my left? It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. Two award watch lists announced earlier today. The Butkus Award given to the nation's top linebacker. Lonnie Fu on that list. Also Lombardi uh, watch list given to uh, some defensive players. Three Cougars on that list out of 123. That's way too many. <laughs> Alani Fua, Bronson Kafusi, and Remington Peck. Still trying to do the math on that one. Soccer. BYU lost 2-1 to one to Albuquerque Saturday night. The Cougars had already clinched a playoff spot this Saturday against the Ventura County Fusion in Las Vegas. Cougars in the PGA. And the Summer Hayes tied for 13th with the John Deere Classic over the weekend. Summer Hayes shot 14 under. 
The finish now puts him in the 43rd spot in the FedEx Cup standings. Spencer Becky. Cougars <laughs> in the association. Brandon Davies played his first summer league game on Saturday for the Philadelphia 76ers against the Utah Jazz. Davies had four points, two rebounds, and seven fouls. Give him up, and he did not foul out. You can have ten. Davies will be back in action again <laughs> today amazing. in the Vegas Summer League. Tomorrow on the show, to help us break down the all-star festivities of Major League Baseball, BYU head baseball coach Mike Littlewood. Also, we're going to ask him about what, what current players in the minors are doing, BYU ties. And Colton Mahoney. Yeah. I haven't heard or seen anything out there from him about, like, did he sign with the Brewers or not? What's going we on had him the- on the show, and he's like, yeah, I have a couple weeks. We're like, what happened, man? What's going on with that? Does anyone Law? know? He's hashtag BYUSN. And, uh, Jacob Brugman. Jacob Brugman, yeah. Third round pick by the Chicago Cubs. Yeah. All those guys. What's going on? We'll ask him. Uh, today's Rise and Shout, brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Who gets the Rise and Shout, Jerem? It feels un-American, but let's give it to Germany. Deutschland! Yeah, uh, they win the World Cup. I thought they deserved it. It was fun. They were fun to watch. They scored a bunch of goals. Goetze, was that the name of the guy that scored the goal? I don't even know how to say it. Super Mario. Oh, it was, that was a great goal. It was an amazing goal in the 113th minute. You know, it's like double, up, double overtime. There's nothing better than scoreless soccer for almost, you know, two hours. Oh. Oh. There were some good chances. Messi disappointed. He needs some guys around him. Messi on Argentina is Jordan pre-Pippen there. Yeah, that's a, that's a really, fair comparison. Really good, scoring a bunch of goals in club, blah, blah, blah. But he needs, he needs some ballers. It didn't help that Di Maria was injured. That was their forward that was good. Mm. No one breaks down World Cup soccer like BYU Sports Nation. Yeah, Germany, though. Like, they, they're the machine. They... I'm, I feel gl- happy that America lost to Germany one to nothing. I don't because uh, I hate losing. <laughs> I know, but like I don't well, want to lose to anyone. Well, be, the Americans played them tough. They were in the, the Americans were in the group of death with Germany, with the World Cup champion, and they got out of that group. It was Germany and America that got out of that group. Yeah, it had less to do with Germany than it did with the U.S. playing well, Portugal. And hey, what Ghana. are your realistic expectations for Taysom Hill's passing numbers this year? We have time for maybe one tweet at Y for Life. Realistic and stretching surpassed the yards from 2013. More TD passes, fewer interceptions, much fewer sacks. He was sacked 38 times last year. 37, I thought. Oh, 37, but still. 38, now that would be bad. Thanks to Brian Kill and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. The show on demand at BYUSportsNation.com. For Jerem, I'm Spencer. Shout out to LeGrand Grit Young. BYU Sports Nation back to work tomorrow. Look out for that golf cart.